The next lesson, O servants of Allah, is the lesson of da'wah. Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, what did he say? That this message should be conveyed to those after us. And perhaps those who come after us will understand it in a way better than those who heard the message. So he didn't hide from his sermon the importance of da'wah. And O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, we need to hold steadfast onto this advice. Because we are who we are because of the practice of da'wah. The practice of da'wah. We have been declared the best nation because of da'wah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. That you are the best of all nations. Why? Ta'muruna bil ma'rufi. You invite towards good and you prevent from evil. And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. We are the best of all nations because of this da'wah. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ended his sermon advising towards the practice of da'wah and never ever forgetting it. For our salvation is in practicing it. In fact, O servants of Allah, the nations before us were cursed and doomed because they left da'wah. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لُعِنَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عَلَى لِسَانِ دَاوُدَ وَعِيسَ بَنِ مَرْيَمِ Allah says, Cursed are those who have disbelieved from the children of Israel upon the tongue of Dawood and upon the tongue of Isa. Why? Because they sinned and they transgressed. They transgressed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ayah 78 and 79, Allah says, They never used to warn against evil. Evil practices became rife in their societies and they never warned against it. Instead, they practiced it. And what an evil practice they used to do. So they were cursed and doomed because they left this practice of da'wah. Today, O servants of Allah, we have a weird understanding that the only people who need to engage in da'wah are the scholars. That if I want to observe da'wah, I need to go and become a graduate from a Darul Uloom or from an Islamic university or some form of Islamic institution. That da'wah is only for the scholars. And this is incorrect. Take that understanding and place a big red X next to it. Because da'wah, O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, is the prerogative of everyone who says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ballighu anni walaw ayah. That convey something from me, even if it's one ayah. Yes, you have to invite to knowledge, not to ignorance. And 
as Imam al-Bukhari, rahmatullahi alayhi, he has a whole chapter in his sahih called Babu al-ilmi qabl al-qawli wal-amal, the chapter of knowledge before speech and action. Yes, this is true. But are we saying we're totally ignorant? There's nothing of Islam that we know? Is this what we're saying? If you know something, and you know that you know it, it's your job to invite to it. It's your job to invite to it. Because the right of Islam is to learn. And the right of learning is to act. And the right of acting is to propagate. And invite towards it. And the right of this entire process together is to become more humble. Subhanallah. This is what worship does. It makes us more humble. This is what the pious before us used to say. And we can observe da'wah in many forms. People say, well, you know, I'm not a public speaker. I don't know how to present the message. Ya Akhil Kareem, are you kidding me? In colloquial English, as we would say. Are you serious? There's so many ways in the century that we live in that we can use to practice da'wah. Today we, ha- we live in the age of technology, of email, and WhatsApp. Right? It's no more WhatsApp. It's WhatsApp. Right? And technology, and posts, and brochures, and so on and so forth. There's so many ways you can be a, a da'i and an inviter to some of the teachings that you know of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Right? And so think about this. Sometimes it's from da'wah, from da'wah, is, is placing at the bottom of your email some striking message of tawheed, for example, or some striking message of goodness at the bottom of your email. That's it. At the bottom of your email. That whoever this email goes through, they'll read. You don't know. Someone might be, be affected by it tomorrow. And at the end of the day, it's not for you to convert anybody. It's for you to convey the message. Rasulullah was not commanded to convert this ummah. Guidance is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus at the beginning of every speech we say, whoever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whoever Allah misguides, none can guide. But it's your job to convey. Thus convey. When we make the important matter converting, we stop giving the da'wah altogether. Because when we doubt our ability to convert, we leave the means of conversion altogether. And the reality is, O servants of Allah, it was never our job to convert. It was our job to convey. Right? For example, you might have a surgery. You might have an office. It's enough for you to put some pamphlets at at the reception with a clever, striking message. Were you created in play? What is the purpose of life? Some message that causes someone to think. This is da'wah. This is da'wah. Right? So don't run away from your obligation or servants of Allah. And we can become a better ummah. We can become a better ummah if we all, all together practice this da'wah within our remit and abilities. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. One thing, brothers and sisters, I forgot to say when we discussed this whole concept of brotherhood is, which I want to say before I end off, I am ending off, is this whole concept of us being an ummah. An ummah. Right? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if we analyze deeper, in this sermon, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that you know what? When one person feels hurt, you should feel hurt as well. Irrespective of their country, irrespective of their language, 
irrespective of their ethnic background, irrespective of their tribe, irrespective of their skin color. And when someone from the Ummah, someone from the Ummah is blessed with something, become happy as well and celebrate it and be happy for them, irrespective of, again, their color or their ethnic background or their language or their country. The Prophet ﷺ has said that Islam has brought you together upon one brotherhood and one sisterhood. And this is the reality, O servants of Allah. This is the reality, O children of Adam. Islam has taught us that we have a link far stronger than the link of blood. Today we always say this is blood. Yes, blood is a strong link. But with Islam we have a link stronger than the link of blood. And that is the link of Tawheed coming together under this remit of declaring the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and accepting the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah grant us the understanding. Ameen. These are some of the lessons I wish to share with you brothers and sisters. As I said, there are many, many, many more lessons that we can take from the speech of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the words of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we taught this lecture in Arabic, then even the Arabic words that the Prophet used, why he used this word over that word or this tense over that tense, we can extract an abundance of lessons. Subhanahu Rabbi And perhaps Allah will decree for us to do that one day in the future, insha'Allah. But, مَا لَا كُلُّهُ لَا جُلُّهُ As they say in the Arabic language, that which cannot be done in its entirety should not be left out in its entirety. And وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us to share some from the much that can be said regarding this particular topic. O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear mothers and fathers, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made easy for myself to share with you all and made easy for us to learn. And sadly, all good things must come to an end. All good things must come to an end. This is the dunya that we live in. We don't live in perpetual bliss or the those things which we love uh, will not last with us perpetually except with the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jannah is that place. And inshallah Allah will grant us Jannah bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. And it is at this juncture that I say Alhamdulillah bi'ni'matihi tatimmu salihat that all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it is with his blessings that all good becomes completed. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this good for each and every one of us. Amin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a people who hear a good word and follow it. And may Allah Almighty accept our time together. And may Allah Almighty make us a people that are forgiven upon our departure. And may Allah grant us a beautiful death when our time to leave this world arrives. May Allah send those angels from Jannah to collect our souls when it is time for us to leave this world. Ameen. May Allah Almighty only grant us death when He is pleased with us. And when Jannah is our destination. Ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve our parents in his obedience. And shower his mercy upon them. And protect them from terminal illness. And for those of our parents who've passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make their graves a garden from the gardens of Jannah. Ameen. Ameen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the spouses of the du'at. The spouses of the du'at. Who support the du'at with patience and happiness. And allow them to be away, insha'Allah, in the service 
of Islam for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and make all their dreams come true in both worlds. Ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the du'at and every Muslim the highest form of sincerity. That we don't do anything except for the sake of Allah. And we don't leave anything except for the sake of Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min an nushrika bika shay'aw wa nahnu na'lamu bih. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protection from ever associating partners with Him knowingly. And we ask His forgiveness if we ever did so unknowingly. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us all together many, many a time in this world. And then gather us underneath His arsh on the day of Qiyamah. And then gather us in Jannah, the highest Jannah. With Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Ibrahim alayhi salam and all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all those that we love from the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all those that we have come to love because of their servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, everything which I've said is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's perfect. And any mistakes are from myself and shaytan and I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hada wallahu a'lam. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaykum. Assalamu alaykum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.